0: my guest is Trisha Scott. She is the founder and editor of The Female CEO. How are you doing today, Trisha?
1: I'm good, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share your story and your journey with us. I appreciate you being here.
1: I appreciate you inviting me all of the way over from Canada (laughs) to the UK. It is amazing what we can do. (laughs) It
0: is. Technology is an amazing thing. So, Tricia, you are the founder and editor of The Female CEO. How long ago did you found The Female CEO? Uh,
1: I founded the business in its original format about five years ago.
0: And what was the inspiration behind starting this platform?
1: I suppose like most ideas, it started out as something totally different. So the platform, as you see it now, actually started as a blog about my own experience as a startup. So I was just blogging about the challenges I faced, coupled with, you know, the absolute hilarity of my own mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it started as an outlet to talk about the journey that I was on, just because it was, you know, it was crazy. This, this thing was wild. And I found that women started to comment on the blogs and contact me directly from all kinds of places in the world sharing their own experiences. And, and what they were saying to me was, I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only one doing this stupid stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just got me to thinking on you know, how many other people actually feel like this? Because I thought I was the only one <laughs> and, and began the journey of our, you know, one small community of women who were coming together to talk about their entrepreneurship journey and, and to what it is right now.
0: Can you, speaking of which, can you tell us what the female CEO has Transformed into and what it's all about now?
1: Of course. So the female CEO now is a global network, it is a media network of 60,000 or so fans and followers. Wow. Yeah, we have a Facebook community, which was once upon a time, two people. One of those was my mum, right. And the other one was a girl that I worked with. An amazing girl who I, she was my first ever follower. And it was just the two. And now that's, I think that stands at about 2,400 now, just in our Facebook community. You know, that's without the, the magazine and, and the other things in the platform. But yeah, right. so amazing. community-wise. We've, we've grown. I, you could see we've grown a lot. In yeah, thing. yeah,
0: for sure. Now, how did you come up with the name and what does the CEO in the name stand for?
1: Well, the female CEO, it it stands for Create, Evolve, Overcome. Okay. And as with all the best ideas that the name came about sitting at a kitchen table with my girlfriends (laughs) talking about, you know, what does this represent? And basically Create, Evolve, Overcome represents the cycle that we go through again and again as entrepreneurs. We create something, we evolve with the business, and then we overcome the challenges. And usually, we go back to creating something else or creating some more. But what what it's all about? The female CEO, at its core, has always and will always be about its members. Right. So it's about sharing your journey, experiences, good and bad. Very important. Yes. And, and yeah, and learning together. So. You know, as it's grown, I've been really lucky to work with some incredible people. I know you've actually spoken to some of my editors already who've shared their work, their tips, their ideas and and offered their knowledge to the community, which is how it actually grew from a community into the resource platform that if you go to the site, you will see today. You know, the blog section is just absolutely overflowing with articles to help startup entrepreneurs.
0: Amazing. I love that you said the good and the bad, because I find that so often, the bad side or the downside of things doesn't get talked about enough. It's all propped up as this amazing thing. And it's all puppy dogs and rainbows and ice cream. And (laughs) we don't talk about the downside of it, the loneliness of being a solopreneur and the struggles that we go through as entrepreneurs as well.
1: This stuff is hard, you know, there mm-hmm. is no two ways about the fact that it's a wild ride, it's exciting, it's all of those things. And it can be thoroughly amazing, but it it can be really tough. Yeah. And, you know, especially this comment of, I thought I was the only one. And that just proves that people all over the world are feeling this or, you know, is this just And It's because we're not talking enough about the other side of it. And our community, especially, it's perfectly okay to be having a bad day you know that's sure. what we've all been there yeah. you know and it's having that community can just be a lifeline that's right to so many who want to just give it up yeah like, okay enough's enough you know and sometimes it just takes someone else to say to you you know what I've been there so many times yeah. Try this, do that you know speak to this person to get you back on track
0: that's right that hand down the ladder and the hand yeah. up the ladder kind of thing right
1: of course
0: what were you doing before you made the jump into entrepreneurship and began this journey?
1: Completely different. Before I worked in entrepreneurship at all, I worked in property. Oh, so okay. I was climbing the corporate ladder from a data entry assistant, which is where I started in the company I worked for, to company director. That took me about 13 years when I was in property for about 20 years total. But I guess what it did teach me was leadership development, you know, how how to sustain a growing business, which is what we were along the way. But, yeah, very, very different. (laughs) (laughs) It couldn't be more different, really. (laughs) (laughs) You're no
0: kidding. Where would you like to see the female CEO in the next, say, three to five years? What's your ultimate goal for the platform?
1: Oh, wow. Well, if you'd asked me this question five years ago, Brad, I would have gotten the answer completely wrong. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll start with that. You know, this business continues to grow and expand in ways I could never have dreamed of, you know, even just a few short years ago. uh, And I'm careful, I'm very careful not to stifle the creative process. And to try and keep it just to one thing or another because it isn't one thing or another. I mean, right now, the business is growing into a media network, as I said to you earlier, for entrepreneurs. And I think that really suits this business well. You know, we've just developed a 24-7 Momentum Business Club. Uh, It's been a fabulous addition to the business. You know, we bring time-saving templates, resources, and monthly classes to its members. You know, we help people further their own business, which I think, you know, as we said before, is where so many entrepreneurs get stuck. Yeah, try, and they try to work to business hours, so I'm working really hard on developing that further right now into a twenty four seven library, so we could you can work any hours you want. It took me ages to get out of the mindset of nine to five when I left my corporate job it really did so yeah that's a
0: tough one to get out of that it is yeah
1: and even now you know I'll wake up and I've got to be at my desk for nine o'clock and sometimes (laughs) I think well why do you I mean really with my level of work I should be at my desk at six (laughs) o'clock but but the mindset is still there you know I've got to be at my desk at this time and it's a tough one to shift
0: for sure now the name of the business is the female CEO do you have many or any men involved in the business or that participate in the platform or is this strictly focused on female entrepreneurs?
1: No, not at all. We, we have lots of men actually in the community and the, the name of the business was the name of the original blog. So when this business started, it was just a blog, as I said, and it, it just naturally stuck. So we do attract female entrepreneurs, obviously, and business owners. But our community is not exclusively for women at all. As it stands, we have two amazing male guests in who write for us every single month. And, you know, their their voices are so important to the platform. You know, it brings brings a sense of balance, I think. Because men and women do think differently. You know, we do have different, Mm -hmm. uh, we all have different perceptions on things. But I think certainly men and women bring a different dynamic to the group. And I want to keep that balance. And I want to foster that balance in the business.
0: Was the plan from the outset, though, to focus primarily on women entrepreneurs?
1: It's beginning. Yeah, it was. I used to run a, a group for, for women in business, a local group. And that was that was just for women. And I guess in the beginning, that was more my limitation because I was working um, as a coach with these women right. because I am one. So right. I felt like I know how women think. I know yes. how women operate because I am one. And that that was the reason originally that it started just working for women. But as time's gone on, that's that's just not necessary. We can you know, we can expand it to anybody. It's all relevant.
0: Yeah. Why was creating this platform so personally important to you?
1: Well, just before I started the business, I knew I wanted to use what I'd learned in my corporate career. And I'd also been a starter prior to that. So I wanted to use that experience. And and often it was done with humor because I did a lot of stupid things to to help other women in the local area, like I just said. So we started a, a group and I would host monthly meetup sessions. So we could come together and learn something together and have the opportunity to share the ups and downs. Like we just said before, along mm-hmm. the way, you know, these women were so and continue to be so amazing. They taught me so much in the time we were together. And I knew then it was something I wanted to do more of. And of course, in me being my personality, I was never content with thinking small. So I just wanted to do everything on a big scale, like a much bigger scale. I just didn't realize at the time how big. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Some of those women, Brad, some of those women in that group are now my guest editors. You know, these are the kind of friendships that you form in these groups.
0: Yeah, exactly. Community is such a huge part of entrepreneurship, and it's so integral and important to it.
1: Totally, 100%.
0: As part of the business, you also publish, I know you mentioned very briefly, you publish and release a magazine. Can you tell us a bit about the magazine and what the content and focus of the magazine is and how often does the magazine get released and where can people check it out?
1: Of course. So the magazine is called Create, Evolve, Overcome by the female CEO. It comes out every single month and it is literally packed with information, blogs, entrepreneurial and life advice, so we have a team of specialist editors, we bring on board coaches and also guest contributors. So there are lots of different voices with lots of different perspectives, which I think is great because mm-hmm. no two entrepreneurs, particularly being creative people, we never think the same. Right. So as with the platform itself, it's a mix of business and personal development, because I think if there's one thing I've learned over the years, it's that nothing works unless you do. So you have to get that right before you can embark on this business stuff, because you are the fundamental, you you are the thing that has to work for the business to work. I can give you a link actually for your show notes to pick up a free copy. Yes, that would be great. But also the homepage of the website, you can pick up a copy there. You can just subscribe and we'll send you a free copy every month.
0: Okay. Amazing. Now you are the editor of the magazine. What are the responsibilities do you have with regards to the magazine? I, I'm going to assume here that you're a contributing writer as well as the editor in chief.
1: I certainly am. Yeah. So I oversee literally all areas of the magazine from content to publishing, But I do have an amazing, amazing designer who took over that side of it about six months ago from me because prior to that, I was doing all of it. You know, and it, it there was an, there's another lesson for you. So as, a, <laughs> as an entrepreneur, I was. It's my way. You know, I, only I can do this. You know, this is my baby. I started this magazine, and mm-hmm. nobody can do. It like me, and the girl who who now does it for me, uh, Ryan. She, I've known her for twenty years. I worked with her for such a long time, and I, I trust her implicitly. And she said, "You know, I could do this for you." Mm-hmm. And I, th- and it was the first time I thought, "Yes, you could," because I trusted her. I knew her, um, and anyway, I eventually handed it over. And let me tell you, it was ten thousand times better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did it so much sooner. I look at the magazine now, and I mean, it, yeah, it was good before. I'm not saying it was it was right. bad. It wasn't. It was good, but it is so much better. She is absolutely amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so I am also a contributor. Yes, so I as a as a startup coach, I also write my own columns for the magazine as well. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now, how hard was that for you to let go of your baby and and just. Hand that over. I mean, yes, my, you, you've known her for a long time, but it still had to be incredibly hard to do.
1: It was much harder than I thought it would be. Because <laughs> for the longest time, I'd thought, I thought, because I am no I am no stranger to outsourcing. Like I'm happy to, you know, bring people in and let people do stuff with me. And I've learned that along the journey. But the magazine, I think because it really was my baby from just the conception of the idea to the publishing of the first, you know, issue, I thought to myself so many times, you know, it'd be so much easier if somebody else did this. Yeah. And every time I thought that the thought would creep in, like I said before, yeah, but nobody can do it like I do. Right. Because the way I do it is the way I like it. And those are my colors and that's my design. And this is what I want. And I'm not kidding. Like gave her a brief. Yeah that it was as thick as any novel you've ever seen she just looked at me like <laughs> I'd lost my mind she was like what is this let's well, have this and this many pages and this spacing and this font and this text and the size and she was like okay and I'm convinced she never looked at it because it was completely different when it came back
0: <laughs> it was so much
1: better and I am so grateful to her for that but yeah it was it was really really tough I've got to be honest
0: That's, I think that's something that we have to learn as entrepreneurs and it's a hard lesson to learn is to let go of the rain sometimes. Much Uh, harder
1: than I thought.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Tricia, has writing always been a part of your life? I know you said this started as a blog, so has writing Mm -hmm. always been a part of your life? And if so, what inspired you to start writing?
1: Yes and no. I mean, as long as I can remember, even back to school days, I've always loved to write. So I used to write stories and, you know, I loved English. But I, kinda, I think I kind of forgot about it. You know, when I went into the world of corporate and into work, it just, it went by the wayside. You know, I was just climbing the corporate ladder for a long time. And it wasn't until I actually started that blog, which was just literally me brain dumping all of this stuff
0: right. onto
1: a page that I remembered how much I really enjoyed writing. So it's only, I've only actually been writing again for probably the last, yeah, about five years, oh, yeah, okay. but I love it.
0: What lights you up or excites you the most about what you're doing with the female CEO?
1: The thing that lights me up the most, without a doubt, is seeing the possibilities. So, both for my business, because I have seen so many things that I would never have thought were possible just come to fruition through this business, but also that of our members. So, you know, my journey reminds me that anything is possible with the right tools and mindset. And I see that every day in the work that we do in our community, you know, people who are overcoming incredible odds, people who are, you know, fostering ideas and birthing, you know, these businesses that I am just absolutely blown away by. And watching the possibilities from, you know, nothing from a seed of an idea, Mm -hmm. you know, the women who've been with us a long time into these thriving businesses now, that just excites me like crazy.
0: Now that's a great segue into what I want to talk about next. I want to speak a little bit more about women in entrepreneurship. Now, I come from a corporate background, and I've seen even now still that mindset and behavior of the old boys club mentality, when mm-hmm. it comes to, say, equal pay for women, women in C-suite level positions in these corporations, and you coming from a corporate background, I'm sure you saw it as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's ridiculous that we're still dealing with this 1940s mentality. I mean, we are starting to see a shift in mindset, I think, with a lot more women. What are your thoughts on the landscape of entrepreneurship and women-run businesses? And are you seeing a shift in terms of more women making the jump into entrepreneurship? And if so, why do you think that is?
1: Oh, okay. Great question. So, uh but i think we've come such a long way you know we we can't discount how far we've come mm-hmm. um, and i think we should be very proud of the progress we've made and also the progress that mm-hmm. we're still making because we are making progress all of the time coming from corporate myself you know in, the, in my 20 years in the property industry i saw a definite shift from the, right at the beginning it was all male leaders it really was you know it was the, it was the typical old boys club yeah but by the time i was coming out of that out of that world there were many, many women taking the lead, you know, including myself and my fellow okay. director, you know, my the guy who owned the business I worked for, who actually owned it. He was fantastic. You know, he was he, he had two women at the helm of his business. Oh. He was happy for that to be the case. You know, we we worked really hard and he was a real champion for women leaders. So I was very lucky. But, you know, even just going to the corporate events and the likes over the years, we saw more and more women showing up, taking the lead and setting up businesses, which was Fantastic to witness. And there is a definite shift there, particularly, you know, property over here is, was, was always heavily male dominated, right. so it's definitely changing. But what I, what I have noticed in the last 18 months and, you know, during the COVID-19 pandemic, it has forced almost a seismic shift to businesses in general. So, you know, everything from home working to flexible work and that sort of thing, but also seeing a real new wave of startups, many of those have been women. Yeah. You know, taking the need to support themselves and their families and discovering that it can be done, you know, because it can be done. And I think without having this forced retreat from the world, if you like, yeah, we're always so fast, fast paced, fast paced, get a sure. do the job, do the job, do the job. Yeah. We don't get the chance to sit back and go, okay. Or you know, it's not until something's taken away from us that we have to fill that gap with something else. Yeah. That we you know the creativity has started to creep back in. And okay, so we can do this. And then they've tried it because they've had to. And then it's, I'm talking about women and men here. Yes. Because they have to, they've tried to support their families and it's working. And so I think, you know, if there's anything that I could say positive about the COVID-19 pandemic, for me, it would be seeing that shift. There's a Mm. lot, lot more entrepreneurship, a lot more startups coming about. And I think that can only be a good thing
0: for sure yeah there there has been i mean yes on one hand there's been a lot of downside to That's to covid cool. but there's been a hell of, hell of a lot of upside too we just have to Look for that silver lining and see it because there has been quite a bit of it as well. Like you said, a lot of not just women but people jumping into entrepreneurship because they're left with no choice. Although I did hear and read that women were the hardest hit from the pandemic in terms of job loss and financial loss.
1: Yeah, yeah, I read that too. Actually, there's a lot of studies on that at the moment. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, if there's anything good come out of it, I would I would say it's it's probably that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, you being an entrepreneur yourself, what are your thoughts on this shift in mindset, and how do women continue, do you think, to push through and break down these barriers and ways of thinking?
1: Well, unsurprisingly, I'm thrilled. Um, it's been this has been a long time coming, and it's been fought long and hard for. You know, I, I but I do talk to I talk to a lot of male leaders who are very supportive of women in business. It's becoming, and I think what I'm noticing is it's becoming more and more unacceptable as a behavior mm-hmm. to behave otherwise. Yeah. You know, I do know we've still got a long ways to go. But yeah, I think at one time, the old boys club humor
0: mm-hmm.
1: was all, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's just a bit of a laugh. Yeah. And I think that's socially unacceptable now, you know, about, you know, the misogynistic jokes, yes. and things that you would hear is, is casu- passed off as casual. Yeah. is unacceptable now. And I think that's only, you know, can only be a very good thing.
0: For sure. Patricia, what drives or motivates and inspires you to keep going, to keep pushing and and excelling at all that you do?
1: Uh, Quite simply, I love my work. I can't imagine doing anything other than being able to, you know, let my creativity go crazy and create these spaces where people can come and grow and excel and see the results of that support in their own growing businesses. So, and I see that, I see their businesses growing in our communities and I know that in part- that's because of what they're getting from us. Right. So that to me, that there's just simply nothing like that feeling.
0: It is an incredible feeling for sure. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful?
1: I was just having this conversation the other day with one of my editors and my superpower, I think, is integrity. So it's everything in my business is run. Every part of the decision making process is run by my own gut feeling. And if it feels off, it just doesn't happen. So my business, the female CEO and all of its facets run with integrity or it doesn't run at all. Love and that's, that. it's my one hard, fast rule like that. That is it. If it feels <laughs> off, it doesn't happen
0: amazing trust your gut always yeah. how do you define success speaking of success what does that word mean to you
1: I define success by the amount of happiness I experience day to day because I think and you know and I'm not saying that I go through you know like we said before I don't skip through every day with waveboards <laughs> and puppies don't get me wrong and I prefer kittens anyway there's a house full of cats over here <laughs> that's not what I'm saying but the happiness I experience on a general level day to day Is success to me? Otherwise, what is the point?
0: I can be miserable anywhere.
1: You know, I don't have to be miserable and you know struggling through on my own. I can be miserable for somebody. So yeah, it'd be the amount of happiness I experience day to day.
0: Love it. What was a turning point in your life, Tricia, and how did that affect you?
1: I've had many turning points and, and many many crossroads in my life. Certainly in my business life, the most pivotal point in my entire life was the loss of my dad in 2019. He was the most incredible incredible man he very much encouraged me in everything I did so whatever the decision he always reminded me to give it my all because that's the best you can ever do you can't do any better than that but his death his very sudden death brought into super sharp focus for me the fact that life is so short and fragile Mm -hmm. and you've just got to go for it and seek happiness everywhere. So it was directly following his death that I actually left my corporate career and put myself a hundred percent into the female CEO. And while being a dad, he would have said to me, are you sure about this? (laughs) You know, he would have erred on the side of caution of me throwing Mm -hmm. myself into it. He was always my biggest supporter. So that in itself, that life-changing moment for lots of reasons, but certainly for how it affected me and into where I am now, my entire life turned around it mm-hmm. changed direction mm-hmm. and that has been probably the most pivotal point i can ever go back to it
0: sounds like he was a wonderful man and a very wise man
1: indeed <laughs> very
0: <laughs> what is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received
1: the best piece of advice i ever received was to not try and control the business direction too tightly to allow it to develop and change over time and see what was possible Because without that advice, this business would still be a blog. Like that was all I expected it to be. And I met a lady who, she was a business development manager, although she wasn't working with me. We just were having a conversation. And I was telling her about this blog that I was writing and we were just making conversation. We were just passing time. And she said to me, oh, well, have you thought about, you know, maybe you might need a board and you might need... And I literally laughed. I was like, why? <laughs> what? And she said, yeah, but, you know, th- these women are coming in this little community now and you know, you might need to. This could grow into something much bigger than you think. I still see her now. And, you know, we laugh about it because she'll say to me, you know, I saw this vision. Yeah. I saw this right at the start. And I was like, don't be so it's a blog. I'm writing a blog a sweary blog at that you know (laughs) I was (laughs) venting on paper about all of the stupid things I was doing in business and she was like no no you're not you're attracting people and and that's what she said to me she said don't hang on to this being a blog you know just I mean obviously you have to keep some control over where things are going of course I I, am very very good now at Letting things develop naturally and then reining them in if I need to, because it might go into a direction of, I don't want to do that or, but I will let it go there first and see what, what it looks like.
0: How long did it take you to loosen the reins, so to speak, and put that advice into practice?
1: It didn't take long. I mean, I did it right from the start, really, but only because I had nothing to lose. Right. It was a blog. So I was like... I mean, once I got over the, you know, the hilarity of the thought of it being anything other than a blog, (laughs) I was like, well, fine, you know, have it your way. Mm. Let's just see what happens. And I literally had nothing to lose. I was working, you know, I was working full time. I was a director of a very successful business. I didn't, I didn't need it to be anything other than it was. Right. And of course that makes it easier.
0: For sure. Because when
1: you're relying on something, you know, and it's your source of income and all of those things, the decisions are very different. Yes. But at the time, it was just a case of, well, okay, let's just see.
0: Yeah. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it?
1: I'm going to go back to the death of my dad, because the most important thing I've learned in my whole life is that life is short you know we need to do as much of the things we love while we can for as long as we can you know before 2019 i i would never have seriously considered leaving the stability of my career or starting an empire like never but what i did learn was that my entire life could change in as little as 9 days and that everything is transient and everything is changing all of the time and you know you have to make the most of not just every day but really every moment yeah. And of course, I say that, but I, I forget all of the time <laughs> to yeah. do that with daily stresses and, you know, all of the to do's that I have to do, like most people. But I always come back to how I'm feeling. And if it's less than I want, I look for a way to improve it. Even if that's just, you know, climbing up with the emotional scale, one step.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, some
1: days that's tough. But even if I can just go from from one stage to another, I'm happy with that. It's anything's an improvement.
0: For sure. It's it's not easy to, no. to stay in that mindset. It's a hard shift. But I mean, if you can do it most of the time, then then you're doing okay.
1: Yeah. And it, it's little reminders. I mean, mm-hmm. for a long time, when I was trying to remind myself, because I would, and I still do you know, I often go off track, because I have so many things going on. Right. And I did I did a coaching program with a, a lady called Susan Hyatt in the States. And she one of the things she recommended was to just set an alarm on your phone for your working hours so it just pings every hour right and on that hour I say to myself how am I feeling and if I was feeling stressed or agitated or I would try and think to myself what what was I just thinking when that alarm went off yeah and just try and pinpoint my self-talk my internal dialogue what was it you know and and from there I would try and then think about a thought choose a better feeling you know and and that really worked for me, and that got me into the habit. Definitely got me into more of a, a routine with it. But it that, works.
0: That's an interesting point. I like that.
1: I don't well. do it all of the time. <laughs> you know, I'd be driving myself nuts if it was going off all day, every yes, day, I'm sure forever. You would. <laughs> but if for a period of time, to, like maybe thirty days, to get into the habit, it's, yeah. it's quite a good reminder.
0: For sure, Tricia, What would you say is one of your biggest failures, or for let's let's use the word life lessons or teachable moments? And what did you learn from it?
1: I used to be so bad for taking everybody's advice, but my own. I would literally go around collecting opinions like sweeties at Halloween. You know, (laughs) I'd be like, give me all of your advice. But then I'd completely ignore my own intuition because I felt like everybody knew better. And I realized now, of course, now that I'm a coach, that part of that was confidence. But the other part was imposter syndrome. You know, the the question that was going around in my mind was, well, how would I know the answer? You know, but yeah coaching myself and you know having my own coaches and mentors I learned that I do know of course I do I do know the answer but you know like most things it still catches me from time to time I'm just again I'm just better at recognizing it and and acting accordingly now but yeah yeah yeah, not listening to my intuition that was a that was a hard one to get over
0: for sure that again it all goes back to mindset it's it's a very tough thing absolutely what would you say is the most recent investment you've made in yourself?
1: Well, coming back to um, I became a certified coach. Okay. And you know, th- that was really important to me, not only because it was something I'd wanted to do for a, a really long time, but also because I learned so much in the process, learned so much about myself. I work with a coach pretty much all of the time, anyway, to develop my own skills. I see it as an absolute must for my business. Yeah. much like and this is I think this is where entrepreneurs sometimes don't don't see this but much like an athlete or a professional sports person you know, you you have to have a coach to, to perform at your best. For sure. You're not going to find anyone in the Olympics or the Paralympics who don't have a coach. Yes. You know, that yeah. you, you've got to have a coach to, I believe, to, to bring out the best in yourself. Um, sure. And not only that, but I, I met a, an incredible team of women all over the world when I was coaching and when I was learning. So it's just a double win.
0: Yeah. What does the word empowerment mean to you?
1: Empowerment. Empowerment to me is developing a strength of character and then using that strength to lead other people to do the same.
0: Love it. Who do you turn to when you feel stuck, Tricia?
1: Oh, it's my family or my girlfriends. You know, there's always a friendly ear or a hot cup of coffee or a glass of wine to be had somewhere in my world. (laughs) Always. (laughs) And if there's not, I want a new world.
0: (laughs) Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Okay. How would you describe yourself in one word? Resilient. What's the first thing you think when I say the word future?
1: Possibility.
0: What's your favorite stress reducing activity?
1: Uh, Meditation.
0: If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. There's so many possibilities. Oh, Brad, this is a bad question. <laughs> <laughs> empathy. I would go with empathy. I think so many of the world's issues are stemmed from, you know, not being able to see other people's perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Happiness. What is one of your favorite entrepreneurial books?
1: Oh, my favorite one I read recently is The Middle Finger Project by Asham Bougie. I love her.
0: All right. I'll have to check that one out.
1: It's good. It's really good.
0: If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change?
1: Oh, God, there's so many. Equality for <laughs> all, regardless of, you know, nationality, sexuality, race, religion, color, yeah. equality for everybody.
0: What would your friends or parents or siblings, closest friends list as a couple of your best characteristics, would you say?
1: I would say determination,
0: mm-hmm.
1: compassion, and empathy.
0: Okay. Entrepreneur life is?
1: wild (laughs) but totally worth the ride yes
0: that concludes our rapid fire section now back to our regularly scheduled program what would you say is the most entrepreneurial thing about you
1: it's got to be my creativity and my passion for my work you know I'm able to just from those two things I have been able to uncover so many opportunities just from those two things
0: yeah What, in your opinion, are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur?
1: Creativity, Mm -hmm. resilience, and adaptability.
0: What's your favorite productivity hack for entrepreneurs?
1: Make use of schedule and tools. There are so many free types on the market, you know, you can batch create content, not have to spend time every day posting, you know, you still show up for your audience every day, they still see you every day, but you can get on with other things in your business.
0: What is an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for?
1: There would definitely be the creation of the magazine because the idea only came about because our audience kept telling me that they, they weren't seeing articles. So they might be asking me for something on Money Mindset. But okay. we have a fantastic money, you know, money editor, Ilana uh, Jenkowitz, who writes for yeah. us all the time. And she she was putting stuff out all the time and, and they, were, they weren't seeing it. So I literally, the, it wasn't meant to be a magazine. It was just meant to... Be a place where sort of magazine format, if you like, but just somewhere where we put all our blogs every month as a roundup and send out to the mailing list so they didn't miss anything. Right. But it was, you know, it was never really intended to become the publication it has with its own global reach and its own audience. That was a huge bonus. Like we did not expect that.
0: Yeah. When you make a mistake, Tricia, how do you move on?
1: I will ask myself what I could have done differently. Mm-hmm. And then when I know where I went wrong, I can forgive myself. Mm-hmm. And try and learn from the experience. I mean, that's, that's not always easy. No. As humans, we can beat ourselves up for lifetimes. But that's what I try and do each time.
0: What is your personal motto?
1: Don't believe everything you think. <laughs> that's
0: a good one. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Trisha, if you could sit down and have a one-hour conversation with anyone in the world, alive or dead, who would it be and why?
1: Oh, it would be my dad, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Just one more hour.
0: Yeah. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be?
1: I would tell myself not to be in such a hurry and just enjoy the process more. I feel like I raced through so much of my life because I always wanted to do better and, you know, be better and move on to something else. And we don't need to do that, really.
0: Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like?
1: Well, if it was my last speech to the world, um I would probably mess it up, let's be fair. <laughs> and I'd probably spend the last 30 seconds laughing. <laughs> That's probably what would happen, Brad, if I'm honest, I would just make a mess of it. It would start out so profound and then no. <laughs> if I was going to if I was going to get it right, I'd probably finish on a, you know, some sort of quote that was That really meant something to me. Yeah. So I'll share a quote with you. So one of my favorite quotes is the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. And that was uh, Steve Jobs. Uh, Because I truly believe that, you know, my, I would say to anybody, just go crazy. Like think of the wildest, most exciting ideas and then find a way to make them happen because life is simply too short not to.
0: Yeah. Dream big and and just go for it. Yeah. Dream bigger than you can imagine. Yeah. And just, and do, just it. do it. That's it. Just jump in figure it out as you go I mean there's not a manual to follow as an entrepreneur so yes you've got to figure out a lot of shit as you go but you also talk to people and talk to other entrepreneurs and that's where community comes in and helps right
1: yeah absolutely I mean you can you can visit our blog it's totally free and it is absolutely jam-packed with every kind of entrepreneurial advice you could possibly want
0: so tell people that don't know where they can find the blog and All of that stuff.
1: It's at thefemaleceo.com. You'll find everything on there. Like I said before, you can subscribe to the magazine from the homepage. Again, that's free. You can find out about our Momentum Business Club there. Everything you need is on that site. And you can also join our Facebook community, which Um, is um, if you go to the female CEO's homepage, it's on there.
0: Excellent. Tricia, thank you so much for taking the time to be here and share your story and your journey with us. Welcome to the Empowerography community. I am so honored and happy to have you as a member of the community. And I'm sure that you will achieve all the success that you put your mind to with this community and with this platform. I'm looking forward to seeing how far you take this journey.
1: Me too. And thank you so much. I have had such a lovely time talking to you today. And your community is awesome, by the way.
0: Thank you. Your Facebook
1: community, are incredible people so thank you so much for the invite i am very very happy to be part of it
0: my pleasure and my honor to have you here Tricia. once again my name is brad walsh host of the empowerography podcast today my guest has been trisha scott she is the founder and editor of the female ceo thank you so much Tricia. i hope you have an amazing rest of the day
1: and you thank you